I do. And I don't. Welcome to I Do and I Don't, a podcast show. (laughs) I knew it was too good to be true when you said, (laughs) why don't you start this one, Kat? It's just so everyone knows, that's my voice off mic. <laughs> Why don't you start this one? Can't. I'm always, it's always just a hint, not, not even a hint, a very strong sense of mockery. Mockery. Mm, I think you're going to give us some great questions. <laughs> well, on, I technically started it. <laughs> that's it? You're done. Okay, so this show, if you don't know already, is an almost professional marriage and relationship advice podcast. This is why you're not allowed to do any of this administration type stuff. Well, nor should I be doing anyone's administration type stuff. <laughs> well, is it admin? Maybe I worded it wrong. But by the way, I do it every week, so I don't know why you're above it. <laughs> I do it too. Let's be real. Well, um, I do and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so this is strictly a marriage advice podcast. Go on. <laughs> And Joel and I answer your actual questions. So users, users, <laughs> podcast <listeners>, users, <laughs> listeners, submit their questions to us at I do and I don't show at gmail.com or through our various social media avenues. Um, and I read the questions and I guarantee your anonymity. I prepare thoughtful, careful answers. And then Joel hears the questions for the first time when I read them on the podcast and he inevitably gives you better answers than I ever could. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome Despite for that. Despite the fact that he's single and never really been in a long-term relationship, whereas I have torn my way through many long-term relationships and left a string of broken hearts in my wake. Oh, my <laughs> I'm never going to be able to intro the show again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. That is true. And I think that maybe it's just that my wisdom comes from not uh, falling prey to the trappings of relationships, which are foolish uh, in essence. All relationships or just All relationships, cat. Okay. Um, that's not necessarily true, but boy, the words I used were pretty good. And I think that that is really, really the most important, <laughs> the part. important part. They don't have the, to be true words, yeah, no. but they have to be good words. Mm-hmm. So that's what poetry is a bunch of lies, but done well. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not the most jaded person here. So uh, do we want to tackle our first question? Um, yeah, I don't, one. I just don't know if I want to unpack, uh, what you said, which was just the intro. <laughs> Let's just not, let's just leave it. Yep, okay. Okay. This First is question. a big question. This is one of those it's ones. It's a long that, question. Yeah, you're going to make me read it a couple times, I think. Okay, I'm going to try to focus, but I'm probably going to zone out. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I'd like to hear your views on how to tackle the dating game. My views, go on. Truth Date, be, wait, dating game? Mm-hmm. Oh. Truth be told, mostly in my life, my relationships happen naturally and organically. It means I didn't actively go out and have a date with the mindset to judge whether the man is the right fit. Hence, I am a newbie in the dating game and dating app world, but, you know, without those apps, chances finding chances of finding someone you like on the street is very low. Mm. Uh, to be honest, I'm quite reluctant to get out and meet a stranger unless I find him very interesting. We can converse quite well via text first. What is the right approach, do you think? Be upfront about what you want expectations about kids and long-term relationships or just be free and later tell the person if you feel you have chemistry with them. 
Should I jump into as many dates as possible, or should I use my instinct to filter people first? What's the best time to do some reality checks, a month or a few months into the relationship? How can we use both our heart and our mind to know if it's the right person? Lately, I found myself very attracted to two men. Chapter two. The first one I dated for a while just to find out that he's not really ready to commit in any relationship. He said he never plans to introduce any woman to his son, which means I'm never going to have a say in his life or a place in his life. So I just quit. The other one is very smart, but very different from me. I know he's not the type that would make me happy. We parted, but I just can't help thinking about him. Now I'm kind of back to square one, sad and tired. Thanks for listening to my story. A person with a different perspective and similar experience like you may help. I think this one was directed to me, but... You're also out there on the dating scene. So. Um, I think that there could be the title of online dating. Dating should be sad and tired. Sad. Like that's just and tired. That should be a new online dating app. <laughs> I the, love the, it. An honest app. Sad, <laughs> sad and, and tired. tired. Can we just get through this? This episode's going to be called "Sad and Tired." <laughs> sad and tired. Mm-hmm. Dating. Um, yeah, I guess there's a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, this is like, are there three questions this episode? Well, because it's like, like, how do you approach dating in this modern landscape? And when you know you want like a serious commitment in a relationship, uh, and when do you put that on the table? Yeah. Um, when do you right. start talking we are about... Gonna, we're going to go, we got to go down, we can't, okay, so there's, all right, can we, yeah, can you read it again? And No. I'm, <laughs> I refuse. No, but don't stop. Like, no. I mean, don't continue. Just stop at, like, the okay, first question. Okay, the first question. question. That's fine. I will do that for you, Joel. Uh, how upfront should you be about your expectations about kids or long-term relationships? Uh, or should you be free and later tell them if you feel like you have chemistry? So when should you have that conversation? Okay, so that depends on what your goals are with dating. So, okay. if you're so let's go- presume that this person knows that they want to have kids and yeah. they want a committed Okay, so then they should 100% be upfront. Like right away. Right away. Why yep. not? Even in the like chatting phase. Well, uh, most online dating apps and things have those like somewhere to put that. Yes. So exactly. that will be there. Yeah. And then they will will see that. Now the the thing is that um, when you match people, they will match you even though they know that they don't actually want the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like they're not necessarily conscientious daters. So they'll be like, well, I'm not really interested in kids down the line. I know you are, but we maybe you would be fine with a little bit of a casual thing in the meantime type thing. Right. So you you should be upfront with everything that you want, but you also need to be mindful that not everyone will be on the same page. On the same page or upfront about being on the same page. Right. Right away. Right. So um, I think that answers that. Yep, it does. Um, should should they date as many people as possible or should they use their instincts to filter people first? Uh, the, what I thought when I heard this part of the question was that um, I feel like, especially because of the preamble to this, which was she's never done, is it a she? Yeah. Yes. She's never done this type of dating before. Mm-hmm. So how on earth do you know how to do this type of dating. Yeah, it's kind of what, like something what instincts you have to are learn. you using? Yeah. Yeah. So people often go, "Oh, I just need to chat with you for a while to make sure you're not a serial killer." And it's like if if anyone's a serial killer, I bet you they're the most I'm not going to find you on a dating app if I'm a serial killer. I'm going to try to buy furniture from you on Kijiji. Like oh, that's like serial killer 101. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Craigslist, hello. Um, but yes, okay. And but also you're not you're not a psychologist. 
Like you're not going to be able to figure this out <laughs> right. through the conversation. And I bet you the the serial killers are probably quite affable characters. Yeah, you know? they're charismatic as hell. Right. Usually, that's the the, the profile. Uh, yeah. So th- it's such a stupid thing to say, and it's also a stupid <laughs> way to think. Um, you're not going to learn anything. This is the fact is you're going to learn some things as far as you can learn the most boring, basic facts. Like you're talking about what does a person want with kids, job, all those things. Mm-hmm. You can learn that stuff. Um, through chatting. Through chatting. Um, it just, it, it's tedious and annoying. And then um, you can have banter sometimes. Yeah. And, and that's fun. But the reality is, is that all of that can lead to a dead end as soon as you meet them. A hundred percent. And so meet as soon as possible. Yeah, I would say that too. I have some experience with internet dating and mm. not a ton of it because, well, yeah. Because um, <laughs> you're better than that. Go on. No, no, I think <laughs> it's great. I, I perform marriage ceremonies for couples all the time that have met online. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something to be said for it. But well, I would agree with you. It does feel like it's the only way these days. Yeah, I think that you should meet someone in real life as soon as possible so you can feel the chemistry that exists in mm-hmm. real life mm-hmm. and see how they are. Because some people can show up beautifully through messages. Like they create this whole persona and then you meet them in real life and they just, like they can't even hold a conversation when you're face to face. So. Also, like, it is, and I don't know, I feel like I was so much better at this when I was younger, and I don't know why it was. Maybe it was I had more energy or something. But these days, it feels so hard to maintain a conversation online Mm -hmm. because I don't know you. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about you. So I'm volunteering things. You're volunteering things. But it's like, there's, it's impossible to really get anywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're not, we, we don't know the way the other person is. Yeah. And so you, you really need to like meet that person. Then all of a sudden in like five, 10 minutes, you've gotten so much further than you could in like three weeks of talking online. But what ends up happening when you try to have those conversations online, they inevitably fizzle out because it's hard. It's work for mm-hmm. both people. Yeah. It's just like, okay, uh, how is your day? Like, how many times can you say that? Yeah, and, and I did this. Oh, I did that. Oh. Sometimes you may have, like, multiple conversations like this on the go with other people, too, which is a whole other level of exhausting. Yeah, and it's just like, and none of it's, like, all that interesting. Or maybe some people are funnier and are good at that. But but eventually that's going to fizzle out because yeah. you don't know that person. Yeah. So meet them as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Don't force people, yourself included, and the other person to try to maintain something that is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the next question is, when's the best time to do a reality check? A month or a few months into the relationship? I feel like that is weird, a weird question. I don't really actually know what it means. I think it maybe means like, where is this heading? Yeah, or like, oh, now let me analyze this relationship. Well, you should be mindful the whole time. Yeah. Like, where are you? Like, how are you... So, so lost. <laughs> you're just like, you're not what? what? Wait, hold on. Back up, back up. Oh, you don't have a job. <laughs> you just moved into my house and you've been doing drugs on my couch all week. 
I should do a reality check. No, be aware maybe the that whole wasn't, time. Maybe that just wasn't phrased super well. But yes, have that awareness constantly. I think it starts though with like having a really clear sense of what you want, right? Yeah. Going into it. Yeah. You need to know what you want. Are you looking for a long-term commitment with someone who you can partner with? Are you looking to maybe enjoy some casual sex for the first time in your life? Just be really mm-hmm. clear on what you want and stay within those parameters. If the person that you're dating is not aligning with those values, then you have to move on to something else. Yes, no, that's true. And and that's the other thing that um, kind of frustrates me. Well, it doesn't, maybe weigh in on this because I kind of, I need some outside feedback on this, I think. Mm. So there are so many different types of relationships that you can have with somebody. Um, and they're, they're so varied and c- kind of unique because everyone's different. And so, I mean, relationships always look different, right? If you think at your, uh, back at your relationships, I'm sure you wouldn't go like, oh yeah, Steve and James were exactly the same. I had the exact same dynamics with both of them. Right. Like that's, that'd be crazy. Yeah. You know? Um, so when somebody is like I get the idea of like I want to be married and have children so it's best to be with somebody who has that goal Mm -hmm. but if you go I'm only going to meet people that there's a possibility of that happening with it seems like you are closing off some opportunities to have different relationships or to get to know people I, I don't know there's a it's it seems very uh closed off in a sense. I don't know. Well, I mean, like there's a biological thing that's happening too for women, right? Like if they know they want to have children, they only have a certain window of time in which to make that happen unless they've proactively frozen their eggs. There's those frozen eggs again. <laughs> there comes the, here comes these eggs. Um, so like they have to pay attention to that. They might not want to right. waste their time. Th- that's the whole other thing of wasting time. It all feels so... Contrived. Kind of, yeah, and 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 almost there's like an inhuman element to it. It's yeah. like let's get. I need this. If you're gonna think that efficiently, then then like post on your like site. I like meet me at Starbucks at one p.m. or or I will be at Starbucks between one and five, and we'll be meeting a different guy every half an hour. And you come only if you want to eventually have children. Like, that's how it should be done. <laughs> like speed dating? Yes, because everything else is a waste of time. If you're sitting there going, okay, let's have this two, three-week back-and-forth conversation trying to arrange a time to meet. Let's keep things spontaneous and interesting and fun. But by the way, you have to still follow these criteria to what I want in the future. This is ridiculous. Either think- be cool and open and just be like, <laughs> hey, let me just meet people and see if those types of mutual desires kind of present themselves or we can talk about that when when uh before i get and serious into something but you can't i feel like there, it's such a weird do you see what i'm saying i do but it, at the same time i also know like if i were dating right now i would know that i would ultimately like to have a partner that i would probably live with in separate houses but in, in a duplex <laughs> Potentially, yes. Uh, and they would have to be really into kids because I come with a child as well. Right. Like I could not be with somebody who just does not like kids at all. Right. 
So and, and those are the, and that's a fine and like I've done the casual thing I know like what that's but all about. I think we. I, this is a theory that I have, and I and I could be wrong on this too, but I feel like everybody, and, and obviously there are exceptions, but I think by and large, male and female, they want love, real, authentic, long term love, like lasting connection. And, and even if it's a bro who's just like, oh, I want to get my dick wet, that guy, if he experienced real love and like had a brain that was able to, <laughs> you know, really go like, oh, wow, like this girl's amazing. And I'm not talking about somebody that's pretending to like sports for him. But, but like a genuine Like, wow, I really is. am connected to this person. Like that's, I feel like that's what everybody wants. Like there's no one that's like... No. And so anytime anyone's like, I'm not ready for commitment or I'm not, it's just with you. That's the, that's fi- finish that sentence with, with you. I, I, I truly believe that. Interesting. Am I wrong? Well, I, maybe you're not. Maybe every time I've heard that, it's because the person really didn't want anything to do with me. <laughs> it's hard to hear. It's, it's or tough to think digest, about. but. But it's just like, because how many times has someone been like, oh, I'm not into that commitment? Then you hear, you know, six months later, they're getting married to this other woman that they just... Well, I can honestly say that any men that I've dated who've been like, I really can't do a relationship are still not in a relationship. So I guess that it's a different. Well. It's a different time as well. But yeah. um, but I, I know those old stories. But yeah. I, I, I do genuinely believe that it's like people do desire that. So then what are you saying? Like they should give people a chance? I'm and saying so there's that a genuine connection. people in person. Also, yeah, and, and be more concerned with how you truly connect with that person, you know, through conversation in real life and then through actions, mm-hmm. their actions, you know, get, get off the internet. And because there could be a reality in which you have this um, amazing connection and they don't realize, but they actually would love to have children. Right. You know, and I'm not saying like, that's a dangerous road to go down. You're not saying try to change their mind. Yes. No, I'm just saying like, you could have a, like that, this could be a person that you really connect with that maybe on paper doesn't look right. Yeah. But they're actually so like, you just somehow match so great together. I I just find that there's a lot of like, there's a lot of dismissiveness. There's a lot of, um, you know, this uh, wanting to have romantic notions, but then at the same time wanting things to be categorized in such a way. Boxes that you can tick yeah, off. Yeah, it all, it all just it's, doesn't work. It's like, like get off the app, meet somebody, enjoy them. Or don't enjoy them and go away. You know that's mm-hmm. fine, and that that's going to happen. But if you if you rely on too much of this chatting and too much of this like text, uh, what's on, in text, you're just not going to meet people. Yeah, and uh, and that's it. You're really just not going to meet people, and you're probably going to meet the people that you you may not have anything in common with. So then, would you say it's advantageous to have your own sense of what you're after? Uh, but then stay open to the possibility that someone may not fit neatly into your description, but may be able to step into the role. Yeah. And 
And also, another like huge part of this, especially when we're talking about this person who admittedly hasn't done very much dating in this sense, but has organically. Mm-hmm. Like, how did those organic relationships present themselves? Right. If you treat online as just like the stepping off point, you're going to so quickly, like you'll, you'll go on so many dates, you'll be like, oh, this, it's so easy. That's a no. This yeah. is a yeah. This, yeah. I'll try this. I'll be, That's you know. really good advice. Like, treat it like a stepping off point. Yeah. But you'll be, you'll be like, learn. Do the you're, screening in real life. Yeah. Give yourself the chance to see if there's an actual connection beyond the page that you're typing on. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then you'll also, as I say, learn. This is a, part of it. It's a learning curve because you, uh, it's, it's, it's almost a muscle, right? Yep. And totally. the, the, the way I feel like, I don't know if uh, other people are meeting tons and tons of people constantly. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice. Uh, that doesn't seem to be ring, doesn't ring true to me. Um, but you know, the people that you do meet, you eventually develop the understanding of, Oh, you know, these are the, this is a type of person that I can avoid now. And if I have certain conversations that kind of seem seem this way or, you know, I, it really doesn't work. Sometimes you might be like, ah, maybe it could work a bit with this type of person. Mm -hmm. And then you go, no, I went on a couple dates with these people that feel that way and it just doesn't work. So move along. So you really do have to just meet people. I like it. I think that's the whole question. Good. Yeah. Number and, two. And, and stop writing novels. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, well, number you... two is also a bit of a doozy oh. here. How exciting. Are you ready for it? Uh-huh. Okay. My wife has the really infuriating habit of creating drama that centers around her whenever there's a crisis I need her support to deal with. In fact, it seems like she's always at the center of drama, conflicts at work, friends who've betrayed her, that kind of thing. A recent example is when my brother was in a serious car accident last month and had to be hospitalized for weeks while his wife managed at home with their new baby. Rather than try to help in any way, my wife started to shift focus to this unfolding drama surrounding a new promotion at her work. She couldn't help our sister-in-law because she was too tired. Her sleep was affected by her stress. She couldn't manage a crying baby. She needed me to be home to support her while she was going through such a hard time. She's always going through a hard time, by the way. How do I tell her she's being selfish and that sometimes we need to shift from our own stresses to support the other important people in our life? How can I help her disengage from drama? Leave her. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to disengage from her drama. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, that's the end of that one. I don't. That's the... uh, I don't. No, she sounds like a handful. Yeah. Kudos to you for putting up with it for so long. So is this a narcissist? Mm, it could be very much. The thing with people who engage in drama all the time is that somewhere along the way in their childhood, they learned that outbursts and dramatic uh, behavior yes, would yes, give yes. them the attention, attention they attention, desperately needed. Attention. And it's just become stuck. Yeah. So brains. how do you tell it? Because they're not going to, well, actually just thought of a solution. Go to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take her to Krispy was that, Kreme. Th- no, that was last and leave her episode. there. Um, no. And leave her there. She'll just be gorging herself on donuts. She'll be happy. She'll be happy. Don't worry. She'll she'll be happy. It's Krispy Kreme. We should get a sponsorship from Krispy Kreme. This is the solution. Mm -hmm. So you have to present her with the idea that she is being uh, narcissistic and selfish and that she is trying to get attention and and that this is a huge problem that probably stems from her childhood and that she's a victim. And you have to make it like like a huge, like you got to be like, 
we need, we, you and I need to spend so much time trying to work through this. So now the idea, don't make that face, (laughs) Kat is scrunching her nose. The the whole idea of this, getting over this thing is a huge attention Mm -hmm. getting thing. So you're rewarding her. By giving her that attention. By giving her the attention she needs to fix her need for attention. Now, if that's not a brilliant idea. I mean, you're not entirely wrong. (laughs) Joel. Thanks, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, professional. <laughs> professional what? Uh, um, I think... In what ways am I right? You're right in that she needs to have this addressed and she does need help. <laughs> no, that's so, not that much. <laughs> but I think, I think it totally warrants a, hey, listen, mm-hmm. I've noticed there's a trend that whenever I need your support you are not available to me because you have something going on in your own life. And it always happens. It keeps happening over and over and over. So I think we need to look at why. And by we, I mean you. This is a really tough conversation. It's going to be a hard conversation. It's going to end in a huge dramatic fight for sure. Mm-hmm. But it has to be had. You have to say you need to You're look at- You're telling me this while I'm on. I'm, gonna, mm-hmm. I'm working in this new job. Yeah. I've had barely any sleep. I've tried- to do as I can for this family. Yep, yep. There's going to be all kinds of explosive behavior mm-hmm. that you're probably quite used to by now. Uh, but you still have to say it. Like, you have to say, I love you. I want you by my side. I need you from time to time. I need you to be available to me. you got to figure out where this comes from and mm-hmm. make some changes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Hard line. It's not always about you. No, exactly. Is there... Um, now, you, of course, these are very. That's a very direct way of doing it. But it's also really blameful, which is probably not the best kind of language to use. You can use a lot of I statements. There these are, some, are these are like I mean, you know, that's the other thing. Eh? Like, if somebody is exhibiting a certain type of behavior, you know, how do you not blame them? Yeah, like you know, it's it's. Well, at the end of the day, he's accountable for staying in the relationship, right? So yeah, if he's choosing to he's be there, married, and we should support that I think. Mm-hmm. but he can still say i have noticed that when i need support i feel like you aren't there mm-hmm. this is my perspective this is my perception yeah. am i wrong mm-hmm. these are the this is the evidence <laughs> is that wrong uh you can, know she will argue it and she will refute it and now can i suggest this and you can tell me if this is a bad idea this is a silly um sort of anecdote to uh, usher in this idea that I'm going to present. And that is that when I was younger, um, you know, my grandpa was one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. And and th- and this is, you know, I'm going to say this story and I don't want to, this is a memory of mine and I don't want to uh, out my mom and I don't want to say that she was doing this, but this is the perception this is how that you I had. It. Okay. So this, and she probably would be like, I don't even remember that. She probably doesn't. It's really cool that you recognize that memory is a complex and slippery thing. Cause that is scientifically proven actually. Mm-hmm. So. I'm pretty confident that this is what was going on, but mm-hmm. I don't want to say for certain. And I don't want my mom to sit there going like, I don't know about this. And, but anyway, so my mom knew that I loved my grandfather and looked up to him, although he was shorter than me, and uh, would, like, just admired him. So I just remember one day she was just like, oh, you know what grandpa does every time he's done showering? I'm like, oh, what's that? He will, like, 
clean the shower stall. Like he'll, he'll, you know, just scrub it, clean it, you know, and just make it sparkling. And grandma loves that. It's so, it's so wonderful. Grandma's just like so appreciative and uh, it's just a, a, a lovely thing. I think in my mind, the idea was it was manipulation. It was the idea of like, oh, he, I want to be like grandpa. I'm going to clean the shower stall. <laughs> you know, and I hated that because I saw through it. Immediately. And I was just like, all right, well, that's good for that for them, but yeah, I don't care. Um, but maybe it could work for these people, <laughs> but it, but not in a manipulative way necessarily. It is manipulative, but the idea that he can present the idea that sometimes we because this isn't a selfish. He doesn't even really. He was saying for it, it sucks when I need help, but he's saying like, no, my sister needs help. Mm-hmm. And my brother, or whatever mm-hmm. the relationship was, and it's like he's sort of saying that sometimes it's not about even me or you; it's yeah, about somebody else, and we need to kind of prioritize people that are going through greater issues than our own. And you can present that idea without being accusatory, I think, mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, have you ever heard of Gandhi?" <laughs> <laughs> Gandhi keeps coming back up into this podcast as well. Have I mentioned, have we mentioned Gandhi on I this? I feel like we have. I don't remember any time we've I'm mentioned I'm having deja vu right now. Mm. It's so weird. Yeah, because I don't know But if the thing mentioned. is, is that if her patterns of behavior are so ingrained, she's not even going to recognize that she's doing this. Ah, that's the worst. It's just, it's just going to feel like that's her life. I can't help it. I don't choose this. This stuff just happens to me all the time. But could you present the idea generally first guess you could just to just to like go hey take this on think I, about I, this i feel like it's going to be lost on her and that really subtlety is but like, then when you come back to it you go hey are you do you think that you're embodying gandhi right now or are you more <laughs> like who's the uh who's the opposite the anti-gandhi yeah who's in like trump maybe i don't are know are you being a little bit more trumpy trumpy <laughs> You know what? My, my promotion is the greatest. I have the greatest promotion coming, and I'm very busy. I'm very stressed, and I can't be busy with all these other pa- children and all those things. I need to be doing this whole uh, promotion thing, and you know what? I'm losing sleep. I got to be honest with you, but my sleep is great when I get it. I'm, I'm the best sleeper, but it's, you know, right now I'm having a hard time with it. That was like a hybrid of Mr. Burns, and I don't even know who. It was like Woody Allen, Mr. Burns, and Trump. And Trump, if they had like a crazy love child. Well, um, I, I don't know. I just feel like subtlety will be lost on a person like this. I think All you right. just have to be like super direct and address okay. the behavior and say this is a real you're just, problem you're, for me. You're, you're just, it's going to be an explosion. I don't even know. Be. Like, I feel like what's gonna, you're, you're going to be dealing with uh, this conversation many times before it gets through the thick skull. So, it may never. Yeah. You might just become one of those people that are giving her stress in her life. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if there's a way to also... Um, I feel like one uh, maybe a good way of attacking this as well would be to go because in this case there was a part of that story that was like she demands that I'm at home because she needs me mm-hmm. and I feel like that's where you can go look I get that you're dealing with your thing and you need me to be there for you but what you're dealing with is less than unfortunately what someone else is dealing with and I have to be there for them yeah and sometimes, you know, just so you know, and you can think about this, sometimes I need you to be here and, and you don't need to freak out about 
the accidental pineapple you had on your pizza yep. when I'm, you know, <laughs> sitting on a bag of ice because of the vasectomy. You know, maybe exactly. <laughs> there's just different levels here. <laughs> but for now, I'm going to show you by example what it means to be a little bit selfless in this case and go help these people. And I, you know, do what you want, but don't, like, don't, there's no fight here. You don't have to yell at me or anything. I just can't help you because I have to help them because I'm going to prioritize some people's needs in my life. Yeah. And maybe that'll be a good lead by example thing. I would agree. I would agree leading by example. That's still a direct, but not as direct as going like you're a monster. Yeah. And I don't. I didn't suggest that they say. Ooh, she's a monster, though, Kat. So if you really want to be direct, <laughs> you're a monster. No, I think the. I think it should be direct, but I also think yeah. you can like be firm in your own boundaries and set a good example. That's all really good advice. Okay. Mm, Question num- numero three. three: How do you know, without a doubt, that your partner is the right person to invest your heart and soul into? You don't. Next. Oh, wait, that's the end of the podcast. You know what? It's been really great to listen. <laughs> Is that the question? It's the question. I love that we get like a novel uh-huh. as question number one. And then the next, the last question is, here's the hugest idea in one <laughs> sentence. Try to wrestle with this one, guys. Here's the question that everyone in the world wants the yeah. answer to. <laughs> like, how do you know? You can't know. You think so? What's the question again? <laughs> just, just sort of real re- re- reiterate. The first sign is that that person pays attention to you. How do you know, without a doubt, that your partner is the right person to invest your heart and soul into? Without a doubt, that's you. That you can't. There's you no. You can't without a doubt. Without a doubt, there will always be a little. There doubt. have to be doubts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's look if we're if if we're as human beings. We're nothing if we're not riddled with doubt. <laughs> no, I think questioning anything that's important to us is good, but not to the point that you're driving it into the ground. So I don't know. I came up with a few things. You're going to answer this as if you do know. No, I'm I'm suggesting things that you can look to to see. Okay. Well, so the answer is you can't. You can't have, know 100 percent. Yeah. There's ever. A, you're gonna feel. You're gonna be doubtful. You're gonna question things all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. As should you. So yes, uh-huh. go on. So first of all, you should have a strong sense of your own core values and theirs, and see how aligned they are. Mm-hmm. And you can always revisit this. Like this is a mm-hmm. an ongoing process throughout life because they may change and they likely will change. And I would add to that that don't just listen to what these people's core values are, watch for what their core values Mm -hmm, are. Exactly, because some people are in conflict with themselves. So Mm -hmm. important to see how they're living those out and how you are. Sometimes they're lying sacks of shit. I love how you put it. (laughs) In conflict with themselves. Sometimes they're in conflict with themselves. Sometimes they're lying to you. Uh Go on. Yeah, and themselves. Uh, (laughs) You could also have like your own version. Kat, not everyone's a good person. Don't I know that? Like some people are are bad, like lousy people, like shitty people. Yeah, and they they're selfish hope. and they're rude, and we can always blame something else. But sometimes they they have bad behavior. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's an element to the, the the things that we talk about where you're you kind of give people the benefit of the doubt. It's true, and you kind of go like, no, that may stem from something, and maybe there can be rehabilitation. But no, sometimes people are garbage. <laughs> like, and I'm not Aww. saying that they can never change, but sometimes. They will, it's almost impossible to get them beyond that, 
toxic or poor that, behavior. That I will agree with. Like, and it's I, just like, I wouldn't say they're garbage, but I think that sometimes, yeah, that's a bit no harsh. matter how much you love the possibility of them, they may never realize the pedestal you've put them on. Yeah, and 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 beyond that, sometimes if you don't even put someone on pedophiles, pedophiles, <laughs> pedophiles are actually one of those people. But sometimes you don't even put them on. You just you don't even like them, and it's just like you want to sort of go like, well, they may not be. Well, they've gone through other. Sometimes people are just they they're bad. They have bad behavior, and they're not good for you. Be it learned or be it like. Oftentimes it's learned, I suppose, or just they've allowed themselves to become this person. Mm-hmm. And those are choices, and and don't like leave. Like just you don't have yeah. to engage. Yeah, I just sorry, you don't I have to be went close. off on a rant there, but it's all right. Um, yeah, so watch these people's uh, core, core values. values. They mm-hmm. could be a piece of garbage. Um, I I like the idea of having a relationship manifesto where you kind of declare what is important for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one of my own, and I brought it, but I'm not going to read it because it's kind of long. It's a poem. And Sorry, I, what is this book? It's a poem called The Invitation. But wait, okay, so Kat has, <laughs> let me describe it. Kat has a little <laughs> tiny book. Is this a notebook you've written something into? No, it's it's a book that takes this poem and then breaks it down because the poem itself. So this relationship manifesto isn't something you've written. No, it's not It's not my words. It's so words I could, that I read that I connected so deeply with that I realized that I wanted them to be a manifesto, not just for the kind of relationship I would like to create in my life with someone else, but also the relationship I have to myself. Mm. So this was something you found as yeah. a... Like, I I could imagine that... And this is... I'm just... Through, like, I love the book, The Little Prince. Yeah. So there may be elements of that that I would attribute to a relationship manifesto. So that's yeah. Because I, I, when you first said I thought you were going to write, sit down and write down your own relationship manifesto. You can do that, too. Well. Absolutely. But you can also take the wisdom of other people that you've felt deeply connected to. My personal one is called The Invitation. So you can search that up. It's beautiful. And I guess these things, like, do you ever go, like, uh, let's augment this stanza? To this fit. one for me, well, I just smacked the mic. Sorry, everybody. This one for me is like, you don't need to augment it. It's perfect. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, there's nothing, no part of it you want to share? Oh, it's really long. It's fine. Okay. People can look it up. Open I brought it if you invitation. want to read it later. Yeah, check it out. The invitation. It's beautiful. But create your own manifesto. Also, I think another thing is super important to make sure that you are the person that you are investing your heart and soul into first. Okay. So start with yourself because you're never going to find someone that you can be compatible with unless you are really fulfilled on your own, I think. Mm-hmm. I well, think. that's an idea, and I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, also observe how they manage conflict and how they support you when times are tough for you. Yeah, is it bridge over trouble, troubled waters support? Because that's what you need. Sail mm-hmm. along, Silver Girl. Yeah. Well, this is it. Some people come to pieces when you need something from them. They're happy to have you give and give and give. And then the moment you need their support, they just check out. It's, it's, I bet you a good indicator of that would be just even in pleasant conversation where you're, they're like, this and this and this about my life. And then you're like, yes, and this. And they're like, um, so what are we having for dinner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. Like, how are they engaging with you as yeah. well? So, yeah, that, those are mine. I don't know. What do you have? Well, those are good ideas. And uh, I, I, you again, you'll never know, but those are good 
things to look for. Mm -hmm. But like, so the question was, how do you... How do you know without a doubt that your partner is the right person to invest your heart and soul into? Mm -hmm. So, and of course, it's, you can't know, but... Hey, look, it's like the internet says, your vibe attracts your tribe, baby. (laughs) So just like look for, do your vibes and then see what happens with the tribes. <laughs> I feel like you're making fun of me right now. No, no. What, did you say that sometime no. on the internet? No, I've never People said that. People say that. I just read that somewhere. Um, well, I think you did answer that question as much as it can be answered because I don't think it can be answered in the affirmative. Yeah, I would agree with you. Mm. All right. Uh, so in future, when you're writing us questions... What should the word count be? Um, uh, yeah, 100 words. 100 words tops. And if you're going to do any kind of question, just give us more specific to one idea, not all the ideas in one question, like not the biggest idea, you know. Is there a God? Like we don't want to answer that question. <laughs> we want to answer the question of my sister says she, my wife says that she um, experienced the spirit of God and I don't believe in God, what can I do about that? We'll answer that question, but we won't answer whether or not there is a God. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a little bit of a hot tip for future questioning. <laughs> no giant <laughs> questions. I think it's interesting, though, this idea that you're never going to be 100% sure that someone is... You know what? If we, if the the truest answer to that, and we touched on it in episode 16, I think, or 17, is um, that you will choose mm-hmm. who that person is. So the way you'll know beyond a shadow of a doubt is because you've decided. You've, you've de- decided. You've done the homework. That they are the person. but that, And you've made that commitment. And um, it could be a huge mistake, but it, you still, it is a mistake that you can make. It's up, up to you. <laughs> but that's a big, that's that's your choice. Because that's, that's the best way to know hmm. is if you go you are the person I will be with forever but don't make that choice lightly and uh, yes be very cognizant before you make that decision but you're going to run into all sorts of problems anyway you look at it probably so as long as you're committed <laughs> then that's the person that you will invest all your time and energy into as long but as they're before interest, you wholly commit maybe make sure you've done some of the things that I suggested yeah probably <laughs> and also you know hopefully they agree yeah if not, you're going to be committing forever. They're going to be like in Timbuktu and you're going to be like, I'm committed to that person. <laughs> They're like, well, they have had three other wives since then. And uh, <laughs> nope, still committed. Okay, but <laughs> I think you're putting your eggs in the wrong basket. It's not even, it's all in one basket and it's definitely the wrong one because it's not even, you can't even get to the eggs. That would be a strong indicator. Yeah. So good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do the outro? No. It's been a pleasure to uh, speak to you all today. Um, please subscribe to us. Share us with your friends. You know, this is a funny podcast. It sure is. Um, and uh, we want more. And, and by the way, we want to help more people. We need more questions. We need people to reach out to us um, because I see a lot of a lot of hurting people out there, and I'm like, I could help you mm-hmm. as long as you connect to my podcast. That's right, because <laughs> I'm not doing it on my own time. Thanks. 
Um, send us your questions to I do and I don't show at gmail.com. Don't be shy. We'll protect your anonymity. Facebook, Instagram, I do and I don't show. Make a fake account and post Another it. Another great you, idea. If you know Kat and you're like, I don't even want her knowing it's me. Make a fake, make a fake account, email account. And then just send us an email or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rate us, subscribe, give us a nice review. Um, call, call to us in the street. Are you Cat Skinner from I Do and I Don't Show? Oh my goodness! Run up, get a selfie, and then like post it on Instagram. Be like, I just met Cat Skinner from I Do and I Don't Tag us in it, and like make us feel like celebrities because we don't do this for any other reason than to become super famous and for our own self gratification. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, so yeah, we'll see it. We'll you'll hear us next week. And all I want to say is whenever you're filling your tank, always fill it, just always do full. Like always do it right to the, like always fill her up. 